Tea and Tales, the podcast where we drink a lot of tea and talk about tales. If you're a frequent listener, you might have noticed our theme song is a little bit different, and it's been performed by my husband, Zach, who's also our sound engineer, on the tin whistle. In He's honor of today's, yes, yeah. tin whistle genius. <laughs> in honor of today's episode of Irish Tales. So, happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Welcome yeah. to the podcast. Oh, no. We might do some Irish accents very poorly today. You're welcome. That's that right. might happen. Oh. I'm Sarah. I'm Emily. And I'm Erica. <laughs> and I have to go. <laughs> and this is our third take. <laughs> third? I think it's like our fifth. <laughs> At oh. one point, we started talking like wee little leprechauns. Wee little leprechauns. That's true. That's true. We're drinking Irish stout tea. I think it's the tea, though. <laughs> yeah, no. It, this, it, it does not have any beer in it, despite its taste or mm-hmm. its name. Um, it doesn't it taste like it good. has beer in it. <laughs> It has a really good aroma. I had a different other cup of tea today that was not as good, and this shines in comparison. Yeah. yeah. We did have a whole journey today. We did. But first on this tea, we have Irish Stout from Adagio Teas. Um, last year, you could buy it around this time of year, but now you can only buy it as like a special thing if you spend extra money, and I'm kind of upset about that. But... Last year, you squirreled away a baggie by sending it with us. I did, yeah. So it's now I'm coming back. It's basically Irish breakfast tea with cocoa nibs, and then they also throw in shamrock sprinkles. Just for little fun. sprinkles. So, I little sprinkles. Just a little bit of sprinkles. So, for our Irish tales, I thought we would roundtable some Irish phrases to get us going on what they might mean so that if we happen to find ourselves in Ireland after the pandemic or, um, you know, just want to talk to an Irish person, then we're all ready. I would love to go to Ireland. I think that would be just the greatest. Right now. I just want to go right now. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd Sarah go? She's in Ireland now. She's on an airplane, I think. <laughs> uh, my computer's making sounds, so you're welcome for that. Uh, so, our first one... It's magically one, delicious. It's magically delicious. Oh, my God. That wasn't even Irish. All right. So, our first <laughs> phrase... Do you know what a bum bag is? I I presume it's a sack in which you are uh, permitted to store your butt. Um, a bum bag. Uh, maybe it's an or insult. Or like a jerk. It's an insult for somebody who's not doing good in their life. A bum bag is a fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait. Okay. This on your bum, then. I think maybe they wear them. It looks like a front I mean, fanny pack. A lot of people wear them on the front. Yeah. That's true. So, I don't know. What if you... What if I told you to stall the bowl? Stop the bowl. The ball. The water. Prevent the bowl from entering. Stall the ball. Stall the ball. Slow down. Slow down. Stall the ball. I thought you said store the ball. No. I'm starting with the easier ones here. What if what if an Irish person tells you that they're wrecked? Absolutely wrecked. In a bad way. Drunk? Sort of. They're very tired, usually after a night out. I'm wrecked. Absolutely wrecked. Did you go out to the bar last night? No, I just looked in the mirror. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Good. Um, what about, let's see. Um, here's an easy one applicable to our podcast. Um, wet the tea. Make wet your lips. Tea. You're going to make the tea. Mm-hmm. Emily's done. Mm-hmm. Um, Wetting the leaves of the tea. Come on, Sarah. Here's something that we wet. do to Emily on the podcast a lot. Um, slagging. Messing up. 
making fun of me. Teasing between good friends. <laughs> Slag. Yep. Sass. Sass. I'm just slagging you. I'm oh, just yeah. slagging you. You slag me every day. I slag you on the daily. <laughs> daily slagging's here for free on Team Tales. If your sound is a pound, is that a good thing or a bad thing? That sounds bad. Sound, sound sounds good, but pound sounds bad. Yeah, so maybe it's so like it's breaking maybe, even. Uh, sound is a pound. Maybe you can sing really well. Sound as a pound like a flesh? Maybe you're really fat. It just means everything's good. Oh, okay. I'm sound as a pound. Sound as a pound? I feel, I assume <laughs> you are sound not pound, pound is in relation to like monetary. Like oh, like so it would be like, like good is, for a dollar. <laughs> no, like, like good is gold. Sound is oh, a pound. Oh, good is gold. Gotcha. Yeah, I think gotcha. is where gotcha. that could gotcha. be. That's, that's gotcha. good. Gotcha. Um, sound as a pound. Sorry. All right, we're going to do some, some harder ones now. Oh, yeah. Stop acting the maggot. <gasps> well, Stop acting bad. like a small worm. Stop being a stupid face. <laughs> yes, more yay, that one. Yay, Stop being Erica stupid. Stop acting a fool. That's the t-shirt for this episode. <laughs> yes. Stop <laughs> acting the maggot. Oh, stop being a stupid face. Yeah, that too. Translation. <laughs> it's like <laughs> verb. Stop being a stupid face. Um, let's see what else we have. Oh, the jacks. If you tell someone you're going to the jacks. Bathroom? Yeah. Huh. Context clues. Honestly, I was going to be like... Like the, the Johns, bar? like going to the Johns. Yeah, 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 Johns makes sense. The guards, the guards are the police. Okay, so right. I guess in England they're the fuzz, they're the guards, and in Ireland. Um, how about ossified? I was ossified last night. Baptized. Baptized. <laughs> 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 no, people get baptized in Ireland. Absolutely. Yeah, let's get to Ireland to get baptized. Like my brother did. I went to Ireland to get baptized. Straight home. That is not what I grad trip for everyone involved. It's not what ossified means. It means very drunk. <laughs> that uh, you know what? It's it sounded like not bone. Like uh, I yeah. it was like ostero something. All right. You know. What um, I mean? You know. All right. So food. What oh. are crisps? Chips. chips. What are chips? Fries. Yes. Ooh, oh, when I said chips, was... I meant fries. So you fool. I know. All right. We got two more. <laughs> um, a yolk. Egg? No. no. Um, breakfast? Hand me that yolk over there. Beer. Drink, cup, bowl, anything. Small child? Oh. I forgot the name of that object. Hand me that yolk. Oh, like a, hand me that who's even. Yeah. Thingamajig. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that into my repertoire of words. I don't like that. It sounds like egg. Yolk. I have a fun story. <laughs> All right, wait, 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 we got one more, one okay. more. All right, Hold the last story. one. I will, yeah. I will, yeah. Oh, will you? Like, will you? I will, yeah. I will, yeah. Uh, then, yes, I agree with you. I it will means do that. I definitely will not do that. No! Oh, I will, yeah. Oh, you go take some, you go take care of that. Oh, yeah, I will, yeah. Oh, I will, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm definitely not doing that thing. Um, that sounds like a Sarah phrase if I ever heard one. There we go. You're incorporating that That's one. right. Uh, yeah, well, All right, yeah. Emily's going to tell us a well, yolk story. I, it's okay. That's not about a thing. It, it's not. It's oh, kind of, maybe a little gross, but I made oh, eggs dear. today, oh, and wow. I put an egg on top of a toast, and I took a bite into that egg and that yolk, and it splooshed into my nose. That was the story. <laughs> it was not going to be as good. <laughs> Right now, now, all maybe we should start over from here. Hi, welcome to Teen Tales. Hi, welcome to Teen Tales. The podcast where we oh talk about teeth. And now they're turning it off because our Irish accents are terrible. Sorry. <laughs> that fair. Oh, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> but we're going to do one last thing, which is Irish names most commonly mispronounced in uh-huh. America. Oh, can't right. wait to alienate a listener base we haven't even started with. But we're we going to learn how to pronounce them correctly. <laughs> I, I did the... The YouTubes and the Google. I did YouTubes for the Google tubes. So yeah, the Google tube. All right, uh, we <laughs> have the yolk. E O I N. 
What is that name? Eowyn. Mm-hmm. And it's just Owen. I hate that. Ah. <laughs> I will, yeah. <laughs> I, will, yeah. <laughs> I will not do that. <laughs> All right. Um, here's one that is your one of your favorite actors. C-I-L-L-I-A-N. Killian? So, yeah, it's Killian, huh? As in Killian. He Murphy. is. Because, like, I guess I'm here like for the Cillian, plot with that yeah. man. Like, it would be Cillian. That would be the yeah. But it, it kind of like Kiara. I didn't include that one, but mm-hmm. that's another one. I had a with Kiara a C. in uh, high school. She went back I Kiara. think a lot of the C's, if they start a word, are usually hard in mm-hmm. Irish dialects. Um, all right, we have a couple more. I'm just thinking about Killian Murphy. So. <laughs> Good. And that one. All right. A O I F E. A O I F E. Boy. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Take a stab at it. I, oh, <laughs> they both looked at me because I made a weird mouth movement. Aoife. Just made like a sleep it's noise. Just, it's Aoife. 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 There isn't so an E there until the end. E sound in Gaelic? Irish. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Because it's like I'm just telling you how they're pronounced okay. Okay. on the paper. Catch yourself on. Catch right. yourself on. We'll do a couple more. So, <laughs> all right. Here's a more popular name: S I O B H A N. Sivan. Sivan. Yeah. Oh. So it's like a V. Sivan. 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 I did say Sivan, but it's Sivan. But that is such a great name, though. It is a great name. I it's one like of my favorites. If you have a character named. Siobhan, like, she's going to be badass. Is there a, a girl in the BuzzFeed videos that's named Siobhan? Maybe. There's somebody, like, some famous character. There's a something. character in Orphan Black, and her name is Siobhan, and she's Irish, and I really like nice. her character. I haven't watched that show in so long. It's so good. I love that's it. so good. I All right, we got, that. we got like, two two or three more. Sorry. Here's my favorite one. Okay. N-I-A-M-H. Nima? Um, it's going to be ne- uh, Niev. Yes. Yeah, because Mieb. I have a character whose name is M E B H and it's Mauve. Yeah, the because mm-hmm. I looked it up and it was like v. in Ireland, yeah. in Irish. It's like the H B, the B H is B. All right, we so. got we got two more. Okay. So here's a, here's a guy's name. It's spelled Tad, and then a G H. Not pronounced. Would it be like Tog. It's Tig. 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 That's like he got tired saying the word tiger and he said Tig. Tig. It sounds like a nickname and not a real name. Yeah, I mm. like it though. It'd be like Tiger O'Connell. Just say <laughs> Tiger. Tiger. Why are you not saying the whole thing? My name's actually Tiger. <laughs> and we have the last one. Mm. There's a very famous actress right now, probably the most famous Irish actress currently. S A O I R S E. I'll say it again for our listeners. S A O I R S E. Is it Sorgen? Sor, sor, mm, no, nope, Sarah, no, it's um, take it, Sarah, Sarah, oh, Sarah, yeah, oh, like yeah, yeah, that's the girl, um, the uh, Selkie is named Sarah, yeah, 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 or, yeah, yeah. or the the, the, uh, the girl that has, I think, won Academy Awards, she was in Little Woman, and, and she also and, was in Lovely uh, Brooklyn and Lovely Bones, yeah, that's the first thing I saw, and Atonement, Sarah, she was in. She has a her opening skit when she hosted SNL was like, My name is not spelled correctly. Here's how we pronounce it. And she uh-huh. says, rhymes with inertia. Sarah. <laughs> Sarah. Sarah is a very pretty name. Oh, I like it. Mm-hmm. They have some some cool Tig. names. Tig. Tig. Take one of those names and make a D D character. There you go. Siobhan. She can be Sarah Siobhan. Sarah. Oh, I remember the character from Orphan Black now. She was the mom. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then, mm-hmm. oh, man, there was so much there. Yeah, just remembered. She's a good character. Mm-hmm. She's great. Mm-hmm. So, um, unless you're right now, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. trying, yeah. yeah. Uh, are any of you Irish? I say any of you. One of you is, or, none, or both of you are. Well, our last actually, my Harrington. So I wanted well, to talk about. Yeah, the Harrington is actually English, though. <laughs> it's Irish. I mean, it's both. It's Irish. But yeah, Sarah we are. Uh, I wanted to be Irish. On our father's side, I think our grandfather was Irish. Mm-hmm. But we are, yes. Cat, why? Oh, goodness, my Watkins. cat, my cat's not good. You're not things. Irish, okay? Hand me that yolk. You mean this cat? The yes, cat, yes. the cat is the yolk. Um, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I can't say definitely that I'm not Irish because uh-huh. my dad's side is English and like Great mm-hmm. Britain area. You're wearing a so. very, very dark green sweatshirt and you have like auburn hair right I now. I know. So, like, I look. People look always think Irish. I'm Irish because yeah. I'm very, very pale and I have some freckles that come out in the summer and my <laughs> hair is Good. sort of reddish at times. Yeah. So I make it more reddish with fake product. But you know. Yay, fake product! <laughs> my whole hair is fake product. That's fine. It's yeah. fun though. So maybe I'm Irish and maybe I'm not. But maybe but you don't know. I could do one of those DNA things. I see. thought that those are not that accurate. Really? Yeah, it's disappointing. Well, because somebody said they sent one into a bunch of different companies and got all different answers back. So it's very interesting. That's fun. (laughs) And lots of money. Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, I was like, I think... Way, 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 way back in our family tree. Yeah. Do you guys have any uh, St. Patrick's Day traditions? Not specifically. (laughs) Most like eating like traditional Irish food, like corned beef and hash, haggis. That's yeah, Scottish. Hash. Hash. Haggis is gross. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Hash. And um, there was one year that cabbage. Cabbage. The word you're looking you know for. It's true. That one. <laughs> corned um, beef and marshmallows. Like, ooh. Oh, corned beef and peanut butter. <laughs> there was one year that the St. Patrick's Day Parade came by our house, which is interesting because, like, it's not. No, like, <laughs> it's a very hilly. residential It's a very area, hilly so tra- trajectory like, for that parade. Uh, this was years and years ago. Like, I was a baby. But, um... I think it was, like, a little just our town or something. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of cool. But nothing, like, very specific. Yeah. I just eat like, the well, corned beef and cabbage. This is a holiday. Yeah. Do you know where, like, the start of, like, why we celebrate that? So, do you I know. know. I know. I'll shut all of this up. But <laughs> I, I know. Uh, well, it's St. Patrick. Saint. So, yeah. like, mm-hmm. he came and he was during the potato famine. <laughs> Good. Oh, God. Yeah. We're going to skip a, over this part because yeah. clearly we don't, <laughs> we don't know. There's a veggie so check it up. So <laughs> Something That's like true. chased the rats out of Ireland, isn't that? I thought it was snakes. Snakes? Snakes. Yes. 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 We're, we'll get there. Guy, and then there's and a guy. He, like, did stuff. And we celebrate him. His cool. name is Patrick. And he did things. And now we drink a lot of beer, except uh, for me. Somebody allergic, wrote so. some of those stuff down. So there's also uh, fun things. So there's, like, green beer at... Um, Anywhere. Not Kenny Hoynes, but the other one. Coleman's. Coleman's, yeah. So, for those of you that are listening internationally, oh, we yeah. are actually from, well, we're from Syracuse. Central New York. In Central New York. And there's a lot of uh, Irish people that live in this community. Mm-hmm. And we have a whole area called Tipperary Hill. Oh, yeah. And um, it's a huge Irish community. They have the stoplight with the green light on the top. And it's the one that is different in the whole United States. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a fun little trivia. That's <laughs> right. Because, well, I heard, I don't know if it's true or not, but that, like, uh, the they didn't people want, would throw stones at the red light because they didn't want They it. didn't want British red over Irish green. That's yeah, what it was. Go. And mm-hmm. so we have the only stoplight in America that is different because of our Irish community. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, they cool. have the green beer and yeah. the, they'll paint the street, like yeah. a green stripe down mm-hmm. it. And like, I don't know if they still have it, but um, 
when I was younger when we went, they had like a little door for leprechauns and they have like they all do, little they have, they yeah. do have that. It's yeah. very cute. Yeah. And there are quite a lot of Irish like pubs and things around town, which is cool. Yes. You know what I didn't know until last year when people were watching <gasps> about it for their kids is that like leprechauns are bad and like put toilet paper and like leave footprints in their house. I mean, like, not always. Wow. Leprechauns are bad. Well, like according to some parents, not always. I think it's, dude, there's species. a, there's a, a picture book that's really popular mm-hmm. about like a leprechaun causing mischief mm-hmm. and a lot of um like i've been in schools where the teachers they stage it to where like the kids will go out to recess and they'll have like read the book earlier in the week and then while they're out at recess like the other teachers get together and they kind of like trash the room but leave little clues and so then the kids are always like the leprechauns came and they did all this and I like they're always really excited <laughs> when they would come cute. and they'd be like and he tipped over my backpack I had to put all my books back in there or something and like oh my mine knocked all my pencils off my desk and I'm just like imagining these teachers being just like like, <laughs> like, like, like some cats, cats knocking things off <laughs> desks and so I was like that must be like quite a time I think they're and then machines. the kids get to pick it all up because then they learn about like we have to pick it all up to find the clues from the leprechauns uh, and I'm like this is brilliant yeah like never knew about that though. I don't think it's I think always like that yeah because I'm gonna talk more about leprechauns they're mischievous them. they're not bad mm-hmm. they're like fey they'll mess with you mm-hmm. well so don't tell them your name never yeah. <laughs> unless you want to go somewhere and then do to the yeah. well so speaking of uh folk tales and things like that from mm-hmm. Ireland, i guess i'll do my first tale all right, all right. Um, i feel like you're always like emily you're first uh-huh. so hi. she pointed at herself we were talking about leprechauns yeah. so, uh so seamless um, transition perfect <laughs> my first one is the book irish fairy and folk tales it's an anthology of tales from the 1800s, and it's published by Fall River Press, which is the Barnes & Noble company. So if they want to publish, like, they have the classics and things like that. So um, it's a tiny little book, um, probably, I don't know, maybe six inches tall. At I the thought most. you were going to say six pages, and I was like, go on. No, no, <laughs> it's like 150 pages or whatever, yeah. but it's like this little, wee little book. And it's got That's this... a wee little book. It's a wee little book. It's got um, a I really beautiful cover. Off. <laughs> you did that. <laughs> I did that. Sorry. So most of the tales are anonymous, but they do include some that were either compiled or written by uh, T. Crofton Croker, William Carlton, and Lady Wilde, who is Oscar Wilde's mother. Lady Wilde. Oh. Mm-hmm. That is name. a great name. That's like, better than Tig. Tig. <laughs> All the tigers of the world are really upset now. No. I don't know if I'm sorry, you, your name isn't Lady Wild. That's, That's not my fault. Because the lady, she be wild. She be wild. <laughs> I don't know if we have any uh, Irish listeners, at least from Ireland. We might have Irish-American listeners. Tweet it. Or like people in... We did get a few other countries, though, that have been checking out our podcast. Very cool. Thank you, international listeners. So anyways, this... This anthology includes a bunch of different creatures. Every story has a different one. Some of the main creatures they include are fairies. So uh, they're known as the good people in Ireland. Whether they're always up to good things is not necessarily Mm. true. But they're literally just referred to as the good people. Um, There are pukas which are animal spirits that are usually rabbits, goats, or horses. Those animals are very different, so I don't know why it's those three. And they can be good or bad. Hmm. Uh, In the story in this book, it is not a good one. Um, Which one is it? Oh, it's a horse. Mm-hmm. I'll talk. So oh, then, I mean, um, there's banshees, which are elderly so fairy women. Cool. Who, yes. Yeah, their wailing was a harbinger of death. 
So mm-hmm. if you heard the banshee wailing, I someone was about to I, die. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. Look at Emily going with the vocab words. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Um two more. We had the marrow, which is basically a selkie held captive by its diving cap versus like its coat. Selkies are so cool. Um <laughs> and she is in the story. She like, the husband does finds her him? diving cap. What? I said, does she butcher him? He, she doesn't butcher him, but then she finds it, like, years later. They have children. And she's like, oh, well, I want to go check on my dad, and I'll come back and see the kids. It's fine. Like, I just want to go check. And then she, and then she never comes back. I wouldn't either. I'd be like, just like, later. When she puts it on, she's like, you know what? I don't think I should be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then leprechauns, of course, mm-hmm. which uh, in Ireland are are or were referred to as fairy shoemakers or elfin cobblers. So they weren't always mischievous. They were like... Sometimes they were laborers. Yeah, little tiny shoemakers. That's really interesting that like that association of leprechauns and elves. I would never put that together. Yeah, they well, unionized, and now they're only in mischief. Right. Well, Dang and then, it. It, and then the, the pot of gold would be that if you came upon them and uh, came upon them and found it, that they were obligated to give you their gold. I thought you had to like pass a test or something. Follow a rainbow. Not in, well, yes, but not originally gotcha. at this time. Oh, so, gotcha. like the rainbow was part of it, and that's how you could find where they were. But if you happen to find them making their little shoes, then they'd have to give you their gold. Do you have what their shoe? What if you were like gold share, but those shoes. I don't know, maybe both. Yeah. Um, no, but I have a question, which is what? How does the shamrock tie into it? I don't know. This wasn't in my book. Okay, okay. Um, The book also included changelings, ghosts, giants, angels, the devil, and witches, which were present in a lot of folktales. So uh, my two favorites were the puka, where a farmer repeatedly squares off with a puka in the form (laughs) of a horse that lives on the edge of his property and is up to no good. Mm. And it's like years pass, and they like keep encountering each other. Does he stomp him with his hoofs? Hoops? You know, they, like, take him on a ride that's, like, terrifying and, like, tries to, like, drop him off a cliff. And then later the farmer puts on spurs when he goes out. So then he, like, injures the puka because then he, like, digs his feet in. And then Mm. they, like, have a standoff for years. Good. And so that one's good. And then the changeling, which is kind of a weird one, but I liked it, where a couple fights to get their child back after he was switched out by fairies with a much uglier child. (laughs) However, the parent of the ugly child just wanted her kid back, too. So they struck a deal to where they could do, like, a spell to get the child back and then also, like, protect the land so the fairies weren't bothered. Hmm. So those are my favorites. And it's, like, $5 at Barnes & Noble. Nice. Cheap. The book looks great. The only problem was, like, because it's so small, I was, like, bending the book and, like, it just, like, was kind of deformed after I read it. But I really... But you liked it. Yeah. And it's, like, written in, like, the old Irish style so like when they're talking it's like half of the english and half of it's like the broken like the accents and things to make it sound like you're speaking with an accent and then it's also just told with like the flowery language of the 1800s so it was cute Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. took me like you know an hour or so to read it (laughs) you just zip zopped through yeah learn some irish fairy tales that's that's fun i I think i definitely would enjoy a book like that. yeah it's cute all right, Sarah, I think it's your turn next. Nice. All right. Uh, this one's a little shorter. Um, uh, my first one is the TV series The Fall. Oof. The Fall is a, it says British, but there are Irish people in it. It's it set in Northern Ireland. A British crime drama television series filmed and set in North Ireland first aired on May 12, 2013. 
The series stars Gillian Anderson as DSI Stella Gibson, yeah. a senior metropolitan police detective, and Jamie Dornan as serial killer Paul Spector. Um, it got three series, 16 episodes or 17. I wrote 167, but 16, <laughs> I believe. Three series, yeah, 16 six episodes. episodes. Like, and then I said can, LOL of Britain. <laughs> uh, yeah, because uh, like uh, UK, European shows, they do shorter seasons. Yes. Like, it's like a thing. Yes, yes. Like six to eight. Yeah, eight but a like lot nine. of the streaming services are doing that nowadays. Mm-hmm. 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 Metropolitan Police Superintendent Stella Gibson, a senior investigating officer uh, who reviews investigations, is seconded to the Police Service of Northern Ireland, PSNI, to assess the progress of a murder investigation that has remained active for longer than 28 days. When it becomes apparent that a serial killer is on the loose, local detectives must work with Stella to find and capture Paul Spector, who is attacking young professional women in the city of Belfast. As time passes, Stella's team works tirelessly to build a case, but they are met with complications inside and outside the PSNI. It's really good. I've only seen, like, the first season. It's a really intense, really dramatic, like, visually stunning, very, like, Hannibal, like the NBC series Hannibal, in that same kind of vein. Um, when did it come out? Definitely for mature audiences. Yes. <laughs> 2013, yes. Um, there's accents, which is great. There's mm. content. It's heavy. So, I mean, if you're looking for something involved. Not for kids. Yeah, no, no, not for kids. No, 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 no. I feel like I would really like this. I, I feel like you would. Yeah. I gotta give it a try. Yeah, well, because yeah. if I recall, like, they show him, uh, like, with his family and stuff. Yes. But then they also show him, like, murdering these yes. people. And, and like, so you, like, see the more, like, the, like the shadow side of him, where he's like, like showing like this face to other people. Well, you people. see how he yeah. can look so normal and then turn around and do like wackadoo and like yeah. this like, like the endearing shot. husband, yes. and then you would have no idea. He does yeah. like yeah, and there's like very intriguing characters, and like there's also Stella, who's like this woman in a position of power, and how people have to kind of like deal with that. And it's very, I don't know, it's compelling. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I liked it when yeah. I watched it. I just always meant to go back to it. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite character? I mean, Stella. Mm-hmm. Oh, my other fun fact that I didn't actually write down, but I did read, is that several of the characters, uh, or so, several of the Irish actors that were in this show are also in Dairy Girls. So, really? like, Sister Michael plays a character, and I think um, the her assistant lady, I don't remember her name, but she... The I one think, that sits next to her? Yeah, with the really... Like, the really we ban this one? Yes. <laughs> um... That's that's cool. Yeah. I'll definitely have yeah, to give yeah, that a yeah, try. Yeah. Well, and Gillian Anderson is oh, yeah. amazing. Does she have an accent? She has she, an English accent. Yes. She, okay. um, I think, was half raised in the U.S. and yeah, half raised. Like, so yeah, she yeah. has both. Oh, okay. And that's, she's done, like, stage acting and stuff. So she says both are natural to her. So. That's cool. She's very talented. Because I'm like, amazing. X-Files and, like... Yes. It's a totally different character, yes. though. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's a, like, they're both no-nonsense, but... Oh, um, my gosh. They're, like, night and day, though. They are, yeah. That's yeah, about yeah, the yeah. only yeah, point, yeah. and then they diverge from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's brilliant, though. Yeah, she's very good. She has the range done. How many seasons? Uh, three. three series. I'm sorry. Where'd you Series. Oh, and so mine are series, too, and we'll go into mine now. 16 sorry. episodes. I'm, like, you're, like, telling me about it. I'm, like, I feel like about an hour each. Yeah. So, like, it's, a, like it's a, a substantial minute. amount of television. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that's, again, like... Like UK, Europe, like they do. Yeah, I like that TV. though, in that there's no like filler episodes. Mm-hmm. No, like you have six episodes to tell your story in right. a season, yes. and you're going to use those six hours really wisely like, versus the like yeah. 22 episode <laughs> dramas in each episodes. episodes. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Bottlenecks. Or if you do do a filler episode, it's do like, do. 
<laughs> another right. person just turned off our podcast. No, turn it back on. No, one other person turned it on because they're like, doo-doo. Haha, doo-doo. <laughs> um, my my first tale is Dairy Girls, actually, Ooh. because I I just love this show so much. So Sarah uh, and I actually have watched the show a couple years ago and uh, have watched it like many times since then. Our friend Tom. Um, was like, hey, you guys should watch Dairy Girls. And we're like, yeah, okay. And then one time we were like, okay, let's sit down and watch this. And so Sarah was like, we're going to try the first episode. If you don't like it, like we'll turn it off. And so we sat down and watched the first episode. And I was like, yeah, let's watch more. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah turns to me like, do you like it? I'm like, yeah, let's watch more. This was a show where we like, we watched it with us. And then we sat down and watched it with Nick. And then we were like, hey, like other friend. Yeah. And we sat this. down and, and watched we it watched with them. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. yeah, I cannot. This is like the top comedy that I would uh, recommend. Dairy Girls is a sitcom created and written by Northern Irish uh, writer Lisa McGee and produced by British uh, pro- uh, production company Hattrick Productions. Yay. It's set in Derry, Northern Ireland during the Troubles in the 1900s. Uh, 1990s. 1900s. Oh my. So wide range. <laughs> Emily. The first <laughs> series was broadcasted in January and February of 2018. Uh, the second one was shown in March and April in 2019, and a third season is on the way and was scheduled to release in 2020. Ah. But uh, due to COVID, it is on delay. But I, guess I do COVID believe ruins. it's true. Um, I do believe that it is going to start filming again in the summer because Bridgerton is filming in the spring. Oh my gosh, you and your Bridgerton. <laughs> And We're talking about Ireland. I know, I know. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so the show follows uh, passionate and ambitious Erin Quinn, who's the main character, her eccentric cousin Orla McCool, their friend Claire Devlin, who is often the voice of reason in the group, can break very easily under pressure. Their sass- sassy, mouthy, wild child, child of a friend, um, Michelle uh, Mullen. She's very trouble. Michelle? <laughs> Michelle? It was all Michelle. She's a like, troublemaker and always gets them into trouble and, like, just is crazy and, like, I'm going to drink and do all this stuff and go see the boys. And her English cousin, James McGuire, who is enrolled in the girls' school for his safety. Yes. What What is the show about, Emily? I'm getting there. Okay. You I'm getting there. The characters. I'm sorry. I needed to know the characters before I knew what it yes. was about. So I said okay. it's a series about the... Characters set in the troubles. It's just like teenage life and oh. during the troubles of these characters. Which doesn't sound that interesting, but it really is. Here's an excerpt from Vox.com about the show. Dare Girls focus on the parts of life when, as a teenager, everything feels urgent. Crushes, concerts, detention, gossip, and uh, clicks dominate its characters' lives as the norms for many teenagers experiencing, you know, teenage life. Uh, the difference here is that the Dare Girls of the show, uh, titled Dealing with the Staples of Adolescence Against the Backdrop of a 30-Year-Old Anthro-Religious Clash of Protestants and Catholics. Um, one of the uh, last character I was going to mention, one of my favorite characters is Sister Michael, who is the headmistress of the school that the girls attend. Uh, she's just so she great. Does. She's like she's the angriest, funniest old nun lady yeah. Are they played by markedly older actors, yes. too, so right? All of these actors are, like, in their first season in their late They're 20s. Like pretty believable, though. Yeah. Like, I wasn't sure if it was done as a joke or no. they just happened to be older. No, no, no. It's definitely, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. a joke. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. That's really funny. And some of them read, like, high school age. Yeah, they like, read, Orla like does. TV high school age. Okay, but Orla is the oldest. Sorry, this is probably your fun fact. But Orla is the oldest one of all of them, and she plays the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. And, like... She plays... Cr- she's nuts. She's she's very eccentric, as I said. Um, but, yeah, Sister Michael's great, and she's just, like, always, like, I don't care, and, like, don't come crying to me. But she's, like, the head, like, 
nun of the school. But she's like, I don't care. And she's just so dead She just does funny. things for her own amusement, and she has goals. Um, uh, a complaint about this show is that it's really hard to understand what the people are saying on the show, but... Disagree. I, I Only agree. if you can't understand the Irish So, accent. like, right. watch it with subtitles, because it's so great. There was, like, an emotional just... video they did between the first and second series where the girls were all standing there, and they had a subtitle thing on the actual commercial, and it said... It was like a quote of somebody that said something online or, or something that was like, we can't understand what they're saying. And the Michelle, the like free-spirited, angry, drinky one, like gets up and like kicks the subtitle away. And it's amazing. <laughs> She's yes. like, because there's a gist that I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> Does he can't understand what we're saying? Can't Does he can't understand what we're saying? <laughs> um, the show is mostly funny, but there are ser- like a few serious moments that like kind of pull at your heartstrings a little bit. Um, like, I won't give them away, but they're, like, at the end of the second season, there's a really good moment. And also, at the very end of the first season, like, they're, like, fighting a little bit, and they make up. And, like, while that's happening, like, the parents are watching, like, the world fall apart during the troubles. So It's really interesting juxtaposition between, like, what's happening in these kids' lives and what's happening, um, like, with the troubles and all of that. Like, in the first episode, they all get detention, and so the parents all show up, and they're like, oh, I was late because there was a bomb on the highway, and the one guy's like, how long does it take to dissolve a fucking bomb? Sorry, but, like, you know, like... (laughs) I have to put an explicit label on this now. (laughs) But, like... Zach's gonna bleep it. What's the timestamp? 34, But, like, yeah, so, like, you know, so that, you know, it's, it's really cool to, like, see, like, they're girls, and they have crushes, and it's like, also, the world is falling apart, and it's crazy. In the first episode, so there's a, they're on the bus heading to school. Sorry to, like, step okay. on your toes. But, like, they're on the bus heading to school, and the bus gets stopped, and soldiers come on, and they're, like, searching the bus for something. And the main character is literally, like, yawning and, like, bored. And the English kid's like, yeah. what's going on? And they're like, it's just they're just they're searching just, the bus for something. They're just like, used to it. And so yeah. they, they make fun of James so much because he's English. They're so mean to I him. I feel like that's kind of, um, like, how kids are with, like, bomb... Uh, threats. drills, yeah. Uh, yeah, bomb threats, and like, yeah. um, they were just like lockdown drills, like yeah, that was thing. a thing. But yeah. like, now after like, a while, you just be like, oh, we gotta go outside again. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Yeah, um, Dare Girls was the most watched series in Northern Ireland uh, since modern uh, records began in 2002, with the average audience of 519,000 viewers, and a 64.2% share of the audience. Um, and each episode was watched by over 2 million people. And that's cool. Dare Girls. And it's and on Netflix, right? It's on Netflix, and go watch it. It's, it's so, so funny. Good. It's short. Give it one seasons. episode. There's 12 episodes that are There out. is language in it. Yeah. You well, yeah. heard Emily YOLO. <laughs> There's a lot of language. But it's so funny. Cool. Yeah. cool. Well, we have a few recommendations uh, from our listeners. So, uh, a few films. Uh, Darby O'Gill and the Little People was recommended by Corey. Aww. And apparently has a very young, handsome Sean Connery in it. Nice. Uh, also, a biopic film um, called Michael Collins. And that was recommended by Jamie. Mm-hmm. And wa- uh, Waking Ned Divine, which was recommended by Pat. And then um, Laura recommended listening to the bands The Pogues, The Cranberries, Flogging Molly, and The Chieftains. And I have to second those suggestions, particularly Flogging Molly, who I love very, very much. Mm. Um, did any of you get any other recommendations that I missed? There's one that Tim Osmondson was in where he played a leprechaun. Oh, the leprechaun? But it's I cannot remember what it's called. Right? 
I think it is called The Leprechaun. I've not seen it, but I know he tapped I just didn't. I meant, like, if you saw any listener no. suggestions. Oh, no. no. Honorable mentions, then? I do have an honorable mention. Right, go for it. Um, uh, which is Lisa Margaret Hannigan. Uh, she is an Irish musician, singer, composer, and voice actor. Um, she began her career in 2007. I did a little write-up, sorry. She released three albums. One is called Sisu. Uh, the other one is Passenger. And the third one is At Swim. Um, but I know her because she voiced Blue Diamond on Steven Universe. Oh, um, but she I does knew singing. we'd figure out a way to get Steven Universe on. <laughs> it's going to happen one of these days. Um, oh but she God. voices Blue Diamond. But she also voiced the mom in uh, Song of the Sea. And she does, she does singing. And she's wonderful. So... Uh, my honorable mentions, I said Flogging Molly. Uh, if you're looking for, like, a really authentic Irish rock sound, like, let's take traditional instruments and put them into a rock band. I don't think all of them are Irish. I know the singer definitely is, and a few more musicians. They have an excellent fiddle player. Um, just really, really good. Uh, Boondock Saints, which someone might talk about. Um, <laughs> I put Graham Norton, but not his book, because I <laughs> discovered that Graham Norton wrote books, and I was like, yes, I'm going to read one for our Irish podcast. And I, I started reading the book Holding, which is like a small ta- Irish town mystery. And I think that Graham should stick to other talents. It was not my How kind of you. Mm-hmm. And then my last one is, I've mentioned it already, but I really like the Arsenal uh, podcast. Ars- they call it Arscast or Arsblog <laughs> for the Arsenal soccer team because um, I'm a huge fan and the person that runs it is Irish and so I hear his lovely Irish accent every time they do so the podcast. So good. And then I have one more. They have a couple guests too that are Irish in there but it's interesting how many different dialects for such a small country there are because mm-hmm. like some of them I didn't even know were Irish because I just thought they sounded more British but mm-hmm. then they were just from a different part of Ireland. Um, Celtic woman. I was going to say, or Celtic Thunder, mm-hmm. or Celtic Voices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're good. They have, like, they're they're so great. Their music is good. They um, just do, like, classic Irish songs. Yeah, Dylan Moran in Black's, uh, Black's books. It's not an Irish show, but he is very Irish, and it's lovely. I feel like there's a lot of really successful Irish actors. Chris but, O'Dowd but in less, IT Crowd. But less Irish actresses. Yeah. Like, there's a ton of Irish actors that you're like, yeah, okay, I've seen yeah, this Yeah, can you name an Irish actress? Other than Sarah Sharon, um, the girl that was Luna in the series we don't talk about. Ivana mm, Lynch. Blair Blotter. Yeah. Yes, Blair Blotter. But Ivana Lynch is cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Not off the top of my head, but I feel like there's probably a couple, like, that we are not even thinking of. Mm. Yeah, but, the, I mean, like, the movie I'm going to talk about has a bunch um but again, actors, not necessarily actresses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a woman named Orla Brady that used to be on Fringe. She was great. But you wouldn't have known Orla's that she was Irish. Mm-hmm. Oh, did she do an American accent? Yeah. Ooh. Well, no, I can't remember. Maybe she did have a little bit of an accent. Anyways, so on to our next tales. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked the movie, one of my favorites, and I made both Sarah and Emily watch it last week, mm-hmm. is the movie called In Bruges. Very good. For those of you that are great on geography, you might be saying, wait, Bruges is in Belgium and not in Ireland, and you would be correct. But well done, listener. <laughs> You're smart. If you don't know where Bruges is, it's in Belgium. So it's a 2008 black comedy crime film written and directed by um, Martin McDonough and stars Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, and Ray Fiennes. Uh, Ray Fiennes is not Irish, but everybody else was. Uh, Farrell won a Golden Globe for his performance, and Brendan Gleeson was nominated. And the screenplay won a BAFTA and was nominated for an Oscar. So that's fun. 
Yay. <laughs> I wrote, like, fun facts, but I didn't write the summary because <laughs> I just have seen it so many times. Give us a just quick summary. Okay. So basically, uh, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson play Irish hitmen that have been sent to Bruges to just hide out and just kind of wait by their boss, who is played by Ray Fiennes, but you don't actually see him till the very end. You just hear his voice swearing at them a lot uh, over <laughs> the telephone. And so they're sent to Bruges, and basically Brendan Gleeson's character is really enjoying, like, the architecture and the, like, cool look of the city. And Colin Farrell is just thinks it's terrible and wants to <laughs> go back to, he he wants to, go back to London or Ireland and, like, just go to the bar and drink a pint. And so you end up finding out that they're hitmen. And the reason that they're there is that Colin Farrell's character accidentally, like, when he was um, sent to kill someone, accidentally killed a child as well and so they're hiding out so it's a really dark comedy and it doesn't seem like you would root for the characters and you like kind of do and you kind of don't because mm-hmm. they're all terrible people at the same time that you want him to be successful yeah but he's also feeling like extremely remorseful and you can tell like he's not really cut out for the hitman he's business. like wrecked like he yeah. right in one of the opening scenes where they walk and he just like goes into the bathroom and has like a whole breakdown yeah which you don't really see men do in right and it deals with a lot of different things and like mental illness and all that mm-hmm. um and it's just, it's super, super dark, and it's definitely a drama, but it's also, at the same time, one of the funniest movies. Oh, it's really Like, it's just so funny, and it's totally, like, um, not uh, PC in any way. No. <laughs> like, they are just, like, these people that, it's they're just horrible, so much. They're horrible just, people. They're yeah, horrible they're people, terrible. but it's so funny. Um, and apparently the, the writer was inspired to make the movie after a trip to Bruges where at first he loved the beauty of it but then soon became bored and those became his two characters. It was like <laughs> the first part of his journey and the second part of the journey. Amazing. Good. Um, Good. I mentioned that there is a lot of swearing in it and it's definitely not like PC. There are about on average 1.2 F words per minute in this film because they swear so much. So, um, yeah. 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 I would... Um, as much content as The Fall has that we referenced it. Um, I think it's a totally different kind it's of It's different type mm-hmm. of content, but also, like... There's you know, content. Like, going there, into this movie, just be aware. Yeah. <laughs> I had to laugh at all the, like, red flags that were on IMDb when I was looking, because <laughs> it was like this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it doesn't have any, like, sexual content, but beyond that, it has pretty much Everything anything else. that yeah. you, like, wouldn't want a kid to be seeing. It's, yeah. Um, there are some very gruesome scenes, especially towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it's just a talking film with these really bizarre characters. Mm-hmm. And most of them are Irish, just displaced in Belgium. Um, Clemens Posey shows up as, like, Colin Farrell's girlfriend, <laughs> who at first you think is, like, a stagehand for, like, a, a movie that's filming there. And then you realize that she lives in Bruges and her and her ex-boyfriend just like to steal from tours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, it's just, they're weird characters, but it's so funny and just a really good film. Yeah. Um, the two other facts, uh, Bruges kept its uh, Christmas decorations up until March when filming was completed because the movie takes place at Christmas. Mm. Uh, we joked that it could be a Christmas movie, kind of like Die Hard, <laughs> but Die Hard is definitely more Christmassy than this thing. Yeah. It just happens to take place around Christmas. And then... Um, the writer, McDonough, is worried that... So he has a joke in there about Tottenham, the soccer team, being, like, purgatory. Because it's not really great, but in the words of the movie, it's not quite shit either. <laughs> and as the fan of the arch-rival team, Arsenal, like, I think that's hilarious. But apparently the writer is consist- like continually worried that Tottenham will eventually win something and it will ruin his joke. <laughs> no. Because the whole big joke about Tottenham as a soccer club is that they... 
have never won anything and they're always like close to the top but mm-hmm. they're never they're quite just... in the top four or five <laughs> and they're never quite at the bottom to be terrible and so they compare that to being in purgatory as being nice. a Tottenham fan and so and right now I think they're fourth so they're almost good right now but hopefully they'll go back down right, right. I think you did laugh a lot at that joke which I was lost on me and you also explained it to us because I was like yeah. huh what <laughs> I just I laugh at it every single time we're just like sitting on the couch and we look over at Erica and she's like <laughs> well they go to like a re- really weird art museum and they have like Hieronymus Bosch paintings and they've taken the art style of his really weird art style and kind of put it in the film too with like the movie that's being filmed in Bruges so there's just a lot of cool artsy indie vibes about it and yes. just really good big actors though that joined in so. and your third warning that there's content and it's not PC no yep. yeah. there so we that's go. three three is enough for the opportunity I think so and the movie is called In Bruges it's mm-hmm. very funny yeah well my second tale is called she just gift right I know over that's you. fine go that's ahead fine. <laughs> I can wrap it up. I have a great one. Yeah, so. you should wrap it up. You would. Okay, I you know. Oh, were you going to go? I'm sorry. No, it's fine. That's, That's just the, the order, order we were going in. Emily's going to go now because she decided it's I, her turn. I was so much. We push. want to keep going with the irreverent comedies. Oh. <laughs> well, mine is much lighter than both of your first tales. I mean, um, ish. <laughs> my second one? Yeah. It's not. I didn't do that one. Oh, okay. I did a different movie. What did you think? I thought she, she thought was doing Boondock Saints. Oh. Which I was going to, but I was like, nah, because I wanted to watch this movie and I was like, this is perfect. Well, then since she's not doing it, my honorable mention is Boondock Saints, which is takes place in America. So when you like said someone might be doing that and looking at me, I'm like, I'm not doing this. Someone <laughs> might be, but it's not. Emily's ruining This is the second time I've done that because I was supposed to do uh, Homeward home home Bound, bound and, oh, no. and I didn't take it. I know, I'm sorry. We need to communicate better. Anyways, Wolf no. Walker is a 2020 no. animation fantasy adventure film directed Wolf by Tom Walker. Wolf Walkers. Okay, sorry. With I didn't hear it. Either. I was talking. Yeah. Well, I had started and I was like, my tail, Wolf Walkers. And- <laughs> Wolf Walker. <gasps> explicit. 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 That, that's, <laughs> that's not what I said. No, no, no. It's fine. So she said. Uh, it directed by Tom Moore. Two M's in Tom, and Ross Stewart. The film is the third and final installment of Moore's Irish Folklore trilogy, um, following by the fr- uh, previous films The Secret of Kells, which I haven't seen, and Song of the Sea, which, which we have I seen. talked about. And Sarah mentioned in her um, mystical mythical fantasy creatures episode. Sarah Um But I, I kind of want to go back and watch the first one and like kind of have them all. It has like that same style. It's so great. It was nominated for the 78th Global uh, Golden Globe Awards, but lost to Warps. Um, Souls. Soul. <laughs> Pixar Soul. Anyways, a little about the movie. <laughs> We're just slagging. <laughs> We're just slagging about Slagging some more. I love it. <laughs> Should I read this whole thing in Irish accent? No. no. <laughs> all right. Set in Ireland in 1650. <laughs> Um, in the town of Kilkenny, Wolf Walker follows the story of Robin Goodfellow, like from the Shakespeare play, a young apprentice hunter who arrives in Ireland with her father during the times of superstition and magic to wipe out the last of a wolf pack that is inhabiting a forest right outside of her town. While exploring the forbidden lands outside the city wall, Robin befriends a free-spirited girl named Mev, uh, or Mav, Mav. <laughs> a member of a mysterious tribe rumored to have the ability to turn into wolves by night. As they search for Meb's missing a mother, kind of, or like a werewolf, but like a specific werewolf, right? 
But like, I guess a werewolf right? is more your own form. I don't know. I'm just so, going by the book that I read, and that's the limit of my knowledge. In in the film, when a person who is a wolf walker falls asleep, uh, she kind of like has another form, but it's not like a spirit because it's like a physical form that she mm-hmm. takes. It's a wolf, and they can go and do wolf things. But to, and she just chills wherever. Yeah, and, but I'm glad that it's a wolf because if she turned into a fox, it'd be a really weird title for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Or like an iguana. <laughs> I'm just saying. Slagging you. A well, yeah. A well, We're going to use that one in our daily lives. That's right. Uh, as they search for mom's missing mother, Robin uncovers a secret that draws her further into the enchanted world of the wolfwalkers and risks her turning into the very thing that her father is tasked to destroy. A fox? A wolf? Did I, I mention a fox? Like, no, I'm being sent us down a weird pass. I like uh, it down here. I said something nice. weird. I need some more tea. I need some I more did tea. Um, more frequently, no. <laughs> Moore's frequent uh, collaborators for music is uh, Bruno Colores. Mm-hmm. Colias. When we copy, paste, and don't C-O-U-L-A-I-S. practice. C-O-U-L-A-I-S. That seems like a you problem. <gasps> it's okay. Uh, and the folk Sass. group, Kila, which is K-I-L-A, uh, provided the film's original score. Norwegian singer-songwriter Aurora contributing to the soundtrack. With their Emily, what else is she famous for? She did the voice I swear, of... if you say Gravity Falls, I'm going to throw my... It's Gravity Falls. No, it's, <laughs> it's for... You mentioned that this episode. <laughs> I did it. Um, uh, no, I didn't. You just, just did. did. You did it earlier. Steven Universe. Oh. oh <laughs> Everybody take a shot of tea for Eric's wrongness. I, I won't I, drink to that. But. I hope that you forgive me for mixing up no, okay. Gravity Falls and Steven But she, she also was the voice of the spirit of Into the Unknown. The really, from, really high. Yeah, the ah. Uh, but up the octave. I yeah. haven't seen From Frozen, Frozen 2. 2. Yeah. Well, you've had so many weeks since <laughs> America. You've had... I just really don't like Adina Menzel's voice. Oh, I understand. Which I know is sacrilege to the I do like community, her voice, but, but like, I just... I the world is made yeah, up of people, and you're just one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but she recorded a song uh, called Running With The Wolves that plays over a part of the movie where... Um, they're kind of like going together and experiencing this thing and running through the forest and being free. And it's a lot about like breaking out of the norms and, you know, not doing traditional things and kind of looking at things from a different side. Um, Honor Knefsvi was 12 years old. She voiced Robin um, and Eva Whitaker was eight. Um, and so Honor is British because the girl actually comes from Britain to move to Ireland because her father moves there to become the hunter to hunt down all the wolves. And so she meets this like, little rascal Irish girl and they like become really good friends as one does yeah and I really like it has that same kind of like storybook animation as Song of the Sea the music beautiful, is great beautiful beautiful animation and I would just I didn't see that it. movie but this I just was very that. different from Boondock Saints yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like we're gonna continue I'm like no we're not <laughs> but that's my second tale woohoo well done it sounds cute I don't know about Boondock Saints, but I guess wait till after. Boondock Saints is great, and everyone should watch it. Mm -hmm. It's two Irish brothers raining down vengeance on people that deserve it. But, like, in the holy way, like, they're praying to, like, help them protect the people of their small, like, Irish community. And there's, like, a bad person running amok and... There always is. Yeah. And one of the boys plays one of the boys in um, The Walking Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. Plays Daryl. Okay. (laughs) Norman Reedus is his name. Mm -hmm. It's bonkers, and Willem Dafoe plays a crazy, crazy, crazy character in it, and he's a cop, and um, it like it's it's awesome, and it's it's in the in Bruges 
vein of like yeah. black comedy. Brilliant. Definitely don't watch it with children. What? Definitely a lot of content. It's and a good thing you're 12 now then. That's right. No, I'm 13 wow. now. Yeah, okay. We didn't get you a cake or anything. That's right. <laughs> all right. All right. We had weird tea from a weird shop in the local part of town. What? It's true. Did that I still would say this one is calmer than our last episode. It's true. <laughs> I'm going to talk about... <laughs> well, no, they haven't heard it. We're doing them out of order. So our next episode oh. is about anime. And it we is. have Nick back on. So it's going to be great. Oh, yeah. It's a little chaotic, but you're going to love it. It's going to be okay. so fun. Sarah's going to finish up yeah, with yeah, our yeah. last Irish tale for today. All right, cool. So I'm going to talk about once the musical, not the movie. I'm going to talk about the musical. I mean, they're basically the same. Well, Ish. I didn't see the movie in Utica, so <laughs> not wearing a hat for the movie. <laughs> okay. Once is a musical based on the 2007 film of the same name by John Carney. Like the film, music and lyrics uh, were by Glenn Hansard and Marquita Erglova. Yes. Oh, that's pretty. <gasps> There's a lot of nodding. I feel... Good. Okay. Including the Academy Award winning Falling Slowly, which we listened to when we drove to get dinner tonight. Mm -hmm. And we also, when we do our Facebook lives, we like to do that one a lot. It's so good. The book for the musical was written by Edna Walsh. The musical premiered at the New York Theater Workshop in 2011 before transferring to Broadway in 2012. The production received 11 2012 Tony Award nominations and won eight including Best Dang. Musical, Best Actor, and Best Book. Yo! The musical also won the 2012 Drama Desk Award for Outstanding Musical and the 2013 Award for Best Musical Theater Album. Nice! That's right. It's very good music. Once tells the enchanting tale of a Dublin street musician who's about to give up on his dreams when a beautiful young woman takes a sudden interest in his haunting love songs. As the chemistry between them grows, his music soars to powerful new heights, but their unlikely connection turns out to be deeper and more complex than your everyday romance. Mm -hmm. In the musical, the cast also serves as the orchestra. A minimalist set is used, including a bar and center stage with chairs lining stage left and stage right. Exiting cast members simply step to the side of the stage and sit down. They serve as an orchestra from these chairs. The bar is used before the show and at intermission as a working bar for theater patrons. Um, which was not the case when I went to go see it, but... The cast was drinking at intermission. It Good. was very cool. Good. Um, and I didn't write I've it down. I've done that before. It's a dangerous road. <laughs> but the 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 ensemble comes out and they just kind of fiddle around with their instruments and then they kind of sing a bunch of stuff together and they like warm up and then like as they go into the opening number, like the lights dim. But it, there's not like a please sit down. And then, yeah, it's just like we're all playing and now we're in the show. Yeah, it's very very cool. Uh 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 uh. And then I just wrote down a few quotes from Ben Brantley, who is a theater critic for the New York Times, who wrote both about the workshop and the opening of the show. He said about the workshop, In translating once into three dimensions, the playwright Edna Walsh and the director John Tiffany haven't steered clear of what were probably inevitable excesses. The script is now steeped in wise and folksy observations about committing to love and taking chances, most of which are given solemn and th um, given solemn and thickly accented utterances by Girl, which is the name of the girl, who is Czech. Guy, played by Steve Kazee, has been transformed from a shaggy nerd into a figure of leading man handsomeness, while Girl has turned into a full-fledged version of what she only threatened to be in the film, <laughs> a kooky, life-affirming uh, life waif who is meant to be irresistible. Um, about the show... When I first saw the musical once at the New York Theater Workshop last December, it registered as a little too twee, too conventionally sentimental for the East Village. Yet on Broadway, uh, 
the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater, to be exact, where once opened on Sunday night, which is essentially the same production, feels as vital and surprising as the early spring that has crept up on Manhattan. <laughs> and what was always wonderful about once, its songs and its staging has been magnified. In the meantime, appealing stars Steve Kazee and Kristen Melody have only grown in presence and dimensionality. So... Yes, it was great. Yeah. I saw it uh, with my mom several, several years back, and we both loved it. And Did we, you cry? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would. Didn't you say that somebody smashes a guitar in that show? No, that's Waitress. Oh. No one smashes a guitar. That's okay. good. It's really cool, though. Like, there's I just a girl really that like, sits on the drums and, like, hits it. And, like, they just... Home. It's the kind of show where they look like they're having just a blast mm-hmm. and the pit gets to I be ensemble which is always really fun mm-hmm. and you like paid a lot of extra money if you do that mm-hmm. especially if you're in costume mm-hmm. and they're all on stage so even when they're not in a scene they're usually they're usually singing like background figures or like doing violin or something mm-hmm. and it's really cool and um one thing that surprised me when i went to see it is the back part of the bar is just a giant mirror it's mm-hmm. like a bar like a regular bar with a huge mirror but it's kind of like distorted enough so that you're not just like looking at yourself the whole time but that's hard to do with lighting and stuff it is it's really cool though but yeah very simple set like simple props wise and everything but very powerful and the music mm-hmm. is great music is very good yes um i know he has a group uh so glenn hansard has a group with the other woman that they wrote the music for once with called the swell season mm. so if you like the music that's a yes. group to check out and then he also has like another band called the frames which i haven't listened to them as much but um the swell season stuff is basically what you're listening to just less orchestrated mm-hmm. so it's usually just like the two of them and maybe like an extra person or so but it's, it's their really, voices are really good and they blend together and like mm-hmm. have cool harmonies and i like that they kept them for the musical yeah like really profound lyrics and simple, yeah. simple backgrounds most of the time with, like, I don't know. It's just nice. I know that this is totally different, but there was a Sweeney Todd revival that tried to do that with staging, where, like, the characters went off to the side and, like, played the instruments when they weren't in the scene. Mm-hmm. And it was awful because it just didn't fit with the story. Mm-hmm. But this seems like a much more organic it's so, it feels like you're with you're, all your friends at the bar. Yeah. And like, sometimes they're paying attention to what you're saying, and sometimes they're kind of in their own little world, and sometimes some of them are in the bathroom, and they're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Sweeney Todd, though. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. But uh, there's another one that was shows. also successful that was like that, and also Irish, which is a man of no importance. And mm-hmm. that has really great music. It's by Aaron's and Flaherty that did, like, ragtime and stuff. I feel yeah. like Hades has a very similar because style, they, yeah. they keep the pit on the stage, and I feel like it just and they makes, definitely interact with the pit. Too. Yeah, it makes I mm. feel like the divide between pit and stage actors is ridiculous, mm-hmm. and that the pit is such a fundamentally huge Important part of the part show. Of uh, show. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. But like for real though, it is true. It's great. Like yeah. they are your music. The more you can put them on stage and and engage them too, so it's not just like they're playing music and then now we're resting while there's a scene. You know, I'm it's reading my book. It's like, yeah, there are some times where, especially if I don't like the production as much, if I can just show up in, like, my jeans and a t-shirt and <laughs> nobody will see me and I can read a book during scenes that I've seen 20 times, I don't mind that. But I also will tell you that, like, doing Rock of Ages, where I was part of the group and on stage, that, that was my most favorite memory, mm-hmm. doing stuff like that. So I probably would really enjoy being yeah. a pit person for this. I like that as an audience member because I'm like oh my gosh like look at them all they're so cute I also just like when they don't have a bunch of set changes and it's just here's 
here's the set. Like, mm-hmm. just we're gonna. It forces you to pay attention to the scene more because you're not like, yeah. ooh, and use ah. your imagination and just like, oh yeah, okay. Like, and you're not having to break up the scenes as much with like weird lighting things. Mm-hmm. Although, as a set person, I love set changes. I, was gonna say, I love set changes. Yeah. But like, I understand the the minimalist. I like it either over yeah. the top. So, like, Phantom that has amazing set changes, and you're just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Or, I know I said I didn't like a Dean Menzel's voice, but, like, the Wicked sets are insane. Oh, yeah. Right. But, conversely, like, I just really like the small set. I think if you have, like, a middling show, and you're seeing, like, somewhere in the middle, it's not a big spectacle. And yeah. you just, especially when we do community stuff, and you're like, oh, my God, they're changing the set again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> flipping that one more time around oh, before the God. show ends. Yeah, like, oh, okay. I think sometimes that that would save money and, like... Time. There's been a lot of successful shows. Like, look at that once, Hadestown. They've both won the best, like, the Tony. Hadestown, so good. And they don't change their sets, really. There is a trap door, though. Hadestown has a fancy set, but it doesn't really change. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. It gets smaller and bigger, but it it doesn't, doesn't like... It does get smaller and bigger. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. I was going to say another show that kind of does that, not that this has anything to do with Irish, but, it's like, okay. Laramie does that really mm, well. And I would say that. even, like, Our Town, mm-hmm. if you stage it correctly, mm-hmm. like, that ensemble feel where it's, like, there are main characters, but, like, we're all here. And yeah. we're all lending our energy to the very, scene. like, family, home, community. Yeah. Heart. Your There's heart a lot heart. of plays that do it, I think, mm-hmm. that do it really well. Mm-hmm. And then I think musicals, people, like, They want to be flashy. We need the spectacle. They want to have big dance numbers and, and belty solos. <laughs> and you gotta go. <laughs> you can. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But once, it's really good. It music. was lovely. I would see it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I had Dairy Girls and Wolf Walkers. I did Once and the Fall. I did Irish folk and fairy tales. And, and you briefly talked about Boondock Saints. I did talk about Boondock Saints <laughs> a little bit. And the movie In Bruges, which if you've seen Boondock Saints, you'd probably like In Bruges. Mm-hmm. It's in the same vein. So cool. I hope you enjoyed our special Irish episode yeah. for St. Patrick's Day. Ach, I no, hope you have I, a wonderful day. Yeah. Um, oh and this gosh. is great. Whether you're listening on St. Patrick's or not, I hope it brings you joy. And maybe you'll skip this episode and come back to it on St. Patrick's Day. Who oh, knows? Like, yeah. <laughs> Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we hope you're having a good and safe time. And life. And we'll try not to be too crazy. Do your best. Have a great day. Bye.